0: Yeah. All right. Yes, we're live. So this is episode four of On That Note. I'm here with Christopher Travine or Chris Trevine uh, from the band Clementine. Uh, they're based out of AZ. He's also happens to be one of the most handsome people in the Arizona music scene. So he's got that going for him, too. Um, but he's a really awesome songwriter, a guitar player. Um, and so we're going to sit down and kind of talk about a lot of his work with Clementine today. So, what I want to start with was rain cloud mentality. So you start the song with uh, that sample of a conversation.
1: Uh, just so you know, the soup today is Italian soup, so there's like sausage, bacon, chicken stock, kale, really good. Uh, and the seasoned bruschetta is tomato jam, goat cheese, okay? Oh, okay. what's your name? Yeah. Chris, you're t- right? Yeah, I'm like, you. <laughs> yeah, we went, we went to Soro together. Yeah, Yeah. how yeah. are you?
0: Um, was that a real conversation or was that staged?
1: Uh yeah yeah, it was real. It was. Okay, yeah. so how did how did you record that? Uh okay, so just so you know, the best app to have on your phone is called AudioShare. Okay. It's this app right here. Basically, AudioShare is like Apple Voice Notes like on steroids. It's mm-hmm. this like amazing app for music makers where you can sample anything. Like it records it and it does this like magic compression where it just like comes out sounding like mm-hmm. perfect. So I found out about the app. I'd been using it for a while to like record guitar and record like conversations and things like that. And I was on the treadmill one night and I realized like, oh shit, serving is such a big part of my life. It's such, it's like interwoven into the story of the album, which I can explain. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I should be audio sharing an entire shift mm-hmm. at the restaurant that I work at. So the next day when I got to work, uh, when I started like running around taking people's orders and everything like that, I literally just clicked record and put mm-hmm. my phone in my pocket. And three hours later, I remembered that I was recording and just hit stop. And when I uh, finally got to sifting through it, I found that conversation mm-hmm. uh, that I had had. I basically I ran into a girl that I went yep. to school with, and that's like where I ripped the, the audio from. That was so
0: super cool because like I I heard it and I was like, man, like. It sounds like a real conversation, especially the way like it didn't seem acted out, but at the same time it seemed like too good to be true to f- like that you had somehow captured that moment like randomly meeting someone. Cause that's got that's a feeling, I gotta imagine, is like is it like serving someone? Or like cause that's what you kinda talk about in the song.
1: You okay, have you ever seen like uh, what's the Justin Long movie? Uh, uh Waiting. Waiting. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so you've seen it, and yeah. he like waits on the kid, yeah, and, like, and he's, blah blah like, blah uh it can room. it can be like that if you like let it be like uh-huh. that i mean it's not like that for me because uh-huh. like i'm so about like clementine and driven mm-hmm. like i'm i love my life so much so it's not really like that at all um but i definitely see how it could be yeah. that way and i for sure like kind of played it that way okay yeah. with the introduction to the yeah. album 100 percent. like uh-huh. i'm like it's basically this album's a story of like you know, on the server right now. Hopefully, mm-hmm. like two albums from now, it'll yeah. be like <laughs> remember yes. when. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of like that. Uh, and then also the other funny thing about it is it's kind of weird, right, that I like included that and like mm-hmm. she's in it. So of course I like staticed out, out her, her name. Yeah. Um, and I actually sent her an Instagram message and I was like, hey, just so you know, blah blah. I included this. She did not write me back. I don't know if she saw it. I, I'm assuming if she saw it, she thinks it's super weird, uh, which is fine. Like, yeah. it is weird, but so that's that, yeah. But yeah,
0: it's, it's certainly, an, like, a, a perfect tone setter um, for the song, not only for the fact that it deals with the exactly what you're talking about in the song, but because, like, for me at least, hearing it, because I listened to the whole album all the way through, and it just seemed like such a good moment of, like, okay, like, how much... Um, how in control is he of this narrative? Like, was it an acted thing or was it just by chance? And like, so it kind of started me off on a foot of like, um, I was kind of on the lookout for like how much you were trying to trick me on the album kind of, yeah. um, if there was any element of that. So it was cool cause it, it started off on a good foot of like uncertainty. Yeah. Where I was just kind of like, hmm, let's see here where this goes. Yeah. Uh, so that was dope. Um, but then you go into those chords, um, Uh, the way I was tracking it was like um, E major 7, uh, C or D sharp, minor 7, C sharp, minor 7, B, down there. Where did those come from? Because those are amazing.
1: Thanks. Uh, yeah, I love your voicings. So cool. And yeah, the video you post on Instagram, so yeah. rad. You'll have to show me the lick in a second, but... Um, <laughs> always been obsessed with uh, chord changes, always like, um, just since I learned guitar, like I didn't learn other people's songs technically. Like I hated the traditional cover thing. Like I never did blah, blah, other things. I just learned how to like, what what made up songs that I loved. So like the Somerset or the main or Brighton, Mm -hmm. And then Bright Eyes, like Bright Eyes taught me the whole Like that from Bright Eyes And then later from my like jazz friends I learned some jazz transitions So I just learned how all chords go together and eventually like I just stapled that in And so then when I was writing Raincloud I was like okay what's like a really cool chord progression So I started with this one which so you I'm assuming have like a deeper understanding of theory than I do Because I've watched your show Mm -hmm. and you're very very smart so uh, for me, like I just built this simply around like the traditional. But okay. so I just did the minor two. Yeah. And then five. Yeah. And then I don't necessarily know how this works all the time, but I did the little transition chord that goes into which it's like a diminished shape. Okay. Yeah. But I, so I do that right before the 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 one. And then into the, that, mm-hmm. and then I do that the little transition into the minor 6, which would, this like, pretty much is what like, that is. Yeah. So, so for bad. all you listen at home, I'm giving no of <laughs> at all.
0: So just try, just play the whole thing the way you play okay. it, because my version's always so slightly it's like, wrong. So it's like, okay. so that's that hard.
1: Basically, the whole idea, uh-huh. and then uh-huh. I just made the I, I did the bass too, and I just did the bass around that.
0: Yeah. yeah let's talk about the uh, like all the layers of like noises you have going on, because <laughs> uh, this song is along with having like some some great composition uh, from the chord perspective you do a ton of textural stuff with like some sound effect kind of things. There's like the rain cloud stuff. You got some like really long reverse vocal trail things, mm-hmm. um, as well as just other like sound design-y type sounds. Right. Um, so are those thought of before you actually record or do you kind of record the song and then start layering on different effects?
1: Definitely the latter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish Christian were here. The song was very 50-50. Yeah. I wrote, and I forget like if the lyrics came. I don't think they did. I think I literally made the guitar part.
0: Mm -hmm. Before the lyrics?
1: I think so, I really don't remember. (laughs) So anyways, I went over to Christian. This was like a while ago because Christian and I weren't living together. We've been living together since October Mm -hmm. last year. Um, But I went over to where he was living. I recorded the guitar just like DI guitar just like the I was like I came up with this chord progression like check it out blah 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 and I recorded like six tracks like lead part bass part blah blah blah. just did everything and then left it and like we didn't really touch it and then weeks later he was like yo I like with that thing you made check it out and he totally like just like mangled it to what you hear now Mm -hmm. it's like has a beat on it and like Mm -hmm. he like like synthesized the guitars and like did all You got those like octave up guitars at times that are kind of coming through. Yeah, and I was like, this is so tight. And that's like, like, so like, that's the magic of what Christian does. Like he does like just amazing stuff like that, creative stuff that I like. Mm -hmm. He just does it in such a different way than I would ever think about. So it's Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, So he did that. Then I took the beat and then I like sang over it and made the lyrics to it like on my own. I was like, okay, this is what I got for this. And then um, when it came time to actually finish the song, I recorded the vocals and produced the vocals in, in my studio. We live in the same apartment, but we mm-hmm. both have two studios. Like he's mm-hmm. one in his room and i have one in mine. <laughs> uh, it's great. Um, but so I produced the vocals, mm-hmm. and so you'll hear like a lot of cool vocal tricks. Like there's like auto-tuned harmonies, mm-hmm. um, and there's little reverb tails that like lead into vocals and stuff. I'm I'm obsessed with those kind of tricks. And then at the end, there's the reverse like vocal harmonies and stuff. Um, that was just experimenting. Okay. I, would, I would try something and I'd be like, okay, that's a great melody, da redo that, Got. That it. kind of thing.
0: The structure of it is interesting. You kind of got that like, um, A-B-A form. Uh-huh. Um, oh yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it's not like a traditional verse, cor- there is really no chorus in this song. Not really, no. Um, so what, what was, the, what was the per, like was that intentional at the beginning or was that just because what you had demoed, Christian turned it into his thing and then you kind of just went with that structure or how did that come about?
1: For me, I think for my songwriting, now mm-hmm. that you like ask the question questions, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Probably like my songs that are more lyrical, lyric heavy, mm-hmm. tend to have less of a traditional traditional structure. structure okay. Less of a like A B A B C B thing. Yeah. Um, which for you at home is a verse, chorus, verse, <laughs> chorus, bridge, chorus. Um, yeah, less of that. Just because the point of the song is less that and more like trying to say something. Got it. And I remember when I wrote these lyrics, it was weird. I'd never written lyrics like them before. Mm-hmm. And I I was living at my parents' house in the time. and I got home and I, like, my younger sister, like, four years younger than me, I was like, yo, what do you think about these? Mm-hmm. And she's like, they're a little conceited and douchey. <laughs> 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 and I was like, okay, great. Because um, I'd just never written, like, honestly, like, my first kind of, these lyrics were my first kind of lyrics that I really tried to delve more into, like, my... I want to say like i don't know my like hip-hop influence just mm-hmm. because like there's just such a difference between like the type of music i like really grew up between the age of like 16 listening to and then post 16 like listening to like a lot more hip-hop and that kind of thing uh, it's just a completely different vibe like bright eyes and that kind of thing is like so self-deprecating and mm-hmm. introspective and uh like uh existential yeah. and like just emo as f- And then, like, hip-hop lyrics, a lot of times, they're so, like, braggadocious and, like, confident, um, and so much on that side. And so the lyrics on this song, like, literally just talking about myself Mm -hmm. and talking about that whole thing, it was just new for me. And I was almost, like, not even, like, confident to do it at first. Um, But once I'd had the song for a long time and I got used to it and I just kind of kept growing and everything, it was the, like obvious answer for the introduction app track just cool. because it's like introducing everyone to yeah. who I am
0: and and yeah and kind of like the newer direction of, of the music that's cool uh-huh um now so then during the like the B section um the the chords drop out and you have this like really great uh, sub bass bass line going on.
1: The little drop at the end where it like slows down?
0: Uh, not that one. So okay. the one where, so you got like the first verse and then it goes into like oh. the part where it's the like
1: the bass.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I played it a little bit wrong. But uh, what, like, I mean, because that's it's a great bass line. I mean, you got that like C minor arpeggio so the chords are kind of moving during that section. Yeah. Um, where did that bass line come from? Cause that, especially that walk down part, the... Uh... Yeah. That part's really, really jazzy. I mean, that's like a walk in bass line
1: there. So. That part. Um, just me. It's yeah. just like, I just follow the chords. Like I literally just follow the same chords and just try to be like melodic with it. I honestly came up with it like on the spot right away. Like nice. it's not, yeah, but it's just shapes. Like it's literally just like, it's just- But they're good shapes. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just like, so you have your like, that, dun, mm-hmm. and then like that classic little thing. And then, mm-hmm. then the shape, 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 shape. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's it. Yeah, it sounded really great as a bass. Like we brought, it's actually a guitar. Was it? Okay. And then we just like
0: pitched, pitched way it way down. The, yeah. Because uh, it's it's so low and so. Um, That's Christian's magic producer. Yes. Okay. Got it. Because uh, I like when I was listening to it, I was like, I can feel the chord changes, but I can't, I couldn't quite make out the notes of the bass. So what I actually did to kind of figure them out was I actually pitched the whole song up an octave. Oh, wow. Just to be able to hear it. Because I was like, man, Ooh, like, wait, that
1: must have sounded really fun. It,
0: it was very chipmunky. But yeah, it was really cool. Um, and then the bass line was like, actually, like, um, like not, uh, cause I don't know what the word would be, but I could actually really make out the individual yeah. notes then. But so the, the chords do drop out there. And then is that just like, um, like why? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, just production. Christian. Uh-huh. I think Christian literally just decided to do that. And that's like, also I think the lead kicks in at that point.
0: Yeah. It's got like that, like, or er, exactly that part. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, which is cool. Um, and so, so you're kind of letting the like. Um, I don't know. It just it, to me, it seemed like a really cool moment of um, implied harmony, where you can't really hear the chords, but you can feel them, um, and you're definitely singing to them. Um, but yeah, so that, that's a cool way of, of, of writing. Yeah. Because I very rarely do that, so it's always nice to hear. Like that's something that like gives me a bunch of ideas. Too. Yeah. Um, awesome. And then yeah, and then it does slow down. So that's kind of the outro section where you take. Um, uh just kind of the instrumental guitar what because you do change the the chord slightly at the outro right before it slows down or no i'm not sure okay do i i it sounded like it did but i i, I my ears could be misleading me mm. i really don't know
1: okay. i don't think i like don't think so
0: but like you could be right uh-huh. i'm sorry no you're fine um and then uh the the slowdown thing with the uh, the kind of the high pitched uh, auto tuned vocal over it, um, where where did that come from, or like what was the the choice behind that?
1: The uh, that's completely inspired by um, Earl Sweatshirt. Have you ever I'm listened to any it. of Earl's mm-hmm. music? Yeah. So like I don't like it. his album uh, has like a lot of that kind of sounding like thing mm-hmm. where you just like take a beat and then you just like drop the tempo and drop the octave on it. Got it. Uh, so that, like, it just came from that. I like it's pretty classic right now in like a in a in a hip hop song or something like that. That that at the end of the song, like we didn't invent that. I heard it in mm. a, in ten songs before, yeah. and I was like, "That's tight. I'm doing that." Mm. So it's the same instrumental, just drop down, and then, but as far as like. Coloring the narrative with it and everything, there's the rain over it. Like I like put the yeah, rain sounds the over it, and then the thunder so. hits on like good time. Uh-huh. Um, and then it has the kind of like I don't wanna be a server, like the yeah. whole I don't wanna be a server thing.
0: So the one melody thing I wanna pick out from it, um, because there's a lot of great melodies in the song, but the one that really stood out to me was the I don't wanna be a server part where you something like
1: cheese with your server the rest of
0: The, um, the melody of it kind of drops into that triplet kind of feel. Um, that kind of thing. And then to get out of the, it feels like for my ear, um, you create this rhythmic dissonance with those triplets. And then you like it resolve that with that huge jump to the like. Um, Cause that part jumps really far up the octave. Uh, was that just like the natural way you thought of it or did you think of like coming out of that rhythm you wanted it to jump up to kind of give it this moment of relieving that rhythmic tension
1: uh, yeah definitely just the first one okay just, it's like, just, like the natural way it came out uh, I think that you're right like that's what yeah. it does and mm-hmm. I think that's why I naturally did it uh-huh. um, but it was for sure just natural um, the triple it kind of thing it was just, is this just amigos Migos flow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, a So, yeah, I just, <laughs> so yeah. all that. Um,
0: they usually don't jump out an octave coming out of it. Exactly. Though. So that was, yeah, that was so cool. and So
1: that's like, yeah, that's like Patrick Stump yeah. on that far So yeah, so that's what that, just natural. And just like really, as far as like lyrically and like why I did it, it's just trying to emphasize like it just, it just fit and it did happen naturally, but definitely trying to emphasize, emphasize like, I don't wanna be a server yeah. forever, uh, okay. I don't. I wanna be a musician. That's like cool, that so you
0: that was a specific rhythmic choice to like really uh, make that lyric stick out then kind of? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, yeah, and I think it, like it did, it, it's pretty serendipitous most of the time, okay. my, the songwriting, yeah. so like, I don't wanna like, lead on to say that there's too much thought that goes into it, because mm-hmm. I think it does just happen naturally, but, it's. I think it's more so like an after the fact thing where I, I'll like diagnose some stuff that I've written. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that works because of this. Mm-hmm.
0: You know. Let's move back to uh, 2013. You were 19.
1: 2013. I was 19.
0: So 19 year old Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, the the song I want to talk about was 13 um, from yeah. the Afternoon of Extravagant Delights was the uh, was it an
1: EP or an album EP it
0: was an EP okay. which
1: is the same uh, minute length as our album is it really yeah. was that intentional <laughs> no it's just ridiculous like i don't know our our new album's nine songs and it's, uh-huh. it's an album
0: so uh-huh. yeah there, yeah of course cool. um, <laughs> so uh, you are in e flat for it i think um, but the that main kind of c minor i mean it's the same kind of c minor vibe um, but very, very, very different
1: Here we'll sit in the my head the leaves dance, are you? Sure. Oh yeah.
0: That
1: sounds like Westworld, that's hilarious. Mean. It um, does
0: actually that, that like train melody, you know? yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude. Honestly, like, I have to go and, like, relearn Doesn't it. it. <laughs> um, but I know this song well. well I just, like, don't necessarily learn know how to play the exact the chords, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: but, yeah, so to me, it's cool because, I mean, it, I get a super heavy Bright Eyes vibe from that song. Uh, but I can still kind of hear the interest, because, I mean, you you mentioned earlier in the interview, you said I was just writing over normal chords earlier, but that's not, like, a normal <laughs> chord at all. Um, so is that... I mean, when you when you think back to that, what do you see that's the same in terms of what you're doing now with Clementine, and what do you see that's like really different?
1: Um, yeah. So I mean, still kind of an obsession with like making a catchy like s- song, mm-hmm. but including like impressive chords, including um, Bright Eyes-ish lyrics. Definitely Bright Eyes on this one for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I still try to touch on that, but like. Yeah, this one, and uh, I was really into, like, title Fight at the time, mm-hmm. like, super punk music and that kind of thing. Um, so the similarities are just kind of, like, my melodies and my lyrical content. Um, differences is that I would not have... There's no way I could write this song now. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so weird like it's so weird and it just takes such a detour like there's a lot that I would have deemed not good like Mm -hmm. the whole the whole little passage in the middle even at the time I wrote it I remember playing it for my friend Michael Hayes and he was like it's way too long the little passage Mm -hmm. I love it still and everything and I'm like the song is my baby but it just you know like it only could be created by like where I was at at the time.
0: yeah no absolutely how do you guys play music like RCM live
1: You'll have to come to our show at the Rebel Lounge on July eighth and find out. <laughs> um, so currently, Christian has like an acoustic, like real drum set with like a sample pad. Um, if you've uh, caught us on our Boys and Girls Club tour this summer, you've seen it. Um, basically, like we load up like any kind of samples that we need on there. Mm-hmm. Plus, he plays his live drums, um, so that gives like a fun element to it. Because you're right, there's no acoustic drums on the album except for certain parts. Mm-hmm uh that's how we do it though it's nothing crazy we just kind of like sample the track got it.
0: cool oh. and did, did the boys and girls club tour what's that have you guys been playing at boys and girls club
1: yeah that's really cool i used yeah. to work
0: at the one in uh north tempe
1: really yeah um yeah it's been great i'll give you like the quick thing you can edit yeah. it in however you want <laughs> um i had the brilliant idea to um book a boys and girls club tour um in, which right now like is actually like So if you go to com, you'll see uh, Christian and me offering guitar and drum lessons and production lessons um, and so With com, we reached out to the Boys and Girls Clubs of Arizona and we said hey um, We just started our company. We're musicians. We both went to Boys and Girls Club We're born and raised in Scottsdale. We would love to come to your, to your club and do a free three-hour music workshop with the kids yeah. basically we bring our drums, our guitar, our giant clementine light sign, which mm. I'm not sure if you've seen. I have. We bring, we bring yeah. our whole setup, and we set it up uh, and then at 10 a.m. the kids come in and we perform for them, we do 21 Pilots cover and then we do one of our own songs and then we have the kids come up on stage and play guitar and play drums um, and just like mess around and get yeah. to be like super loud and crazy and We've done like nine of them now, and it's the most fun thing ever like that's, it's, yeah that's
0: it's really cool that's it's really so cool. great,
1: yeah, and it's working great for us we've got some like music students out of it um we've got some new fans out of it mm-hmm. um and it's just rewarding like growing up, my mom always told me to go volunteer, and I never did, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm really like doing that now so
0: um okay, and then um if we could wrap it up the question I ask um like pretty much all of my um all my guests so far, because this is a question I get all the time from my guitar students, um, and I want this to be a resource for them, is like, you kind of said that most things are serendipitous, um, and you might not be letting theory guide it, but how do you use music theory and where does that kind of play into your songwriting process?
1: For sure. So, um, I use music theory all the time, I guess, but like, I just hate talking about it like it's homework, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so I just like learned really quickly, like in middle in middle school and high school, like the way that the Somerset played their songs is they would use a lot of like open E chords, like. So I would like learn those tricks, mm-hmm. and then like learn like what sounded good. Um, so I would like start writing songs just like them, and then I learned Bright Eyes tricks, which would be like the whole um, C. Basically once I learned that I learned how to transpose it, so like uh so once I learned the tricks plus how to transpose them to any other key, um, then I started using those in my own songs. So for instance, like 13 and You go from like the minor six to the major third kind of deal, seven. Uh so that gives it kind of like what did that Alex Sanders called it like a gypsy punk feel or something like right, that? Yeah. i don't know uh and then so how do i use it i don't know i just know i just know like what chords like will do what thing so if you were to build something really quick like a cool verse for a song would like maybe be like the four to five uh and then a chorus like sometimes is either gonna hit like really hard on like the minor six or on the major one, um, and then a bridge, a lot of times will just go to the minor two and do that whole thing. Uh, so just like tricks like that, and yeah. then once I like have learned all those things, then I just f- break them off, yeah. and like reverse them on their heads and that kind of thing. Cool, awesome. I guess, I don't know if that answers it. It's no, absolutely. Confusing.
0: No, that absolutely does. I mean, so, cause what I'm hearing from that is like, you were really attentive to the uh different like kind of effects of like functional harmony and what the chords are doing Um, and then you kind of had a structure of like here's like a couple of what my favorite artists do Um, here's how i can kind of interpret that to make like um a song with with not not to use the word formula in a bad way but kind of a formula for the song and then if i'm looking for something wildly different than that then i know to do something wildly different than what the chords are doing normally. A
1: hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. The like old thing about like, you got to learn all the rules as an artist mm-hmm. and then just like break, break all of yeah. rules. Yeah.
0: Um, and that's cool. Cause that's, that's a really, um, I mean, that's different from a lot of people I've had on so far where um, you, you seem to reference like um, your influences, like your, your influences taught you theory, kind of. A hundred percent. Yeah, um, which never, is awesome. Yeah. yeah,
1: I didn't take lessons uh-huh. really. I took lessons for like half a like a couple months with this guy named um, Tom uh, at Bronson Guitar Works yeah. in Old Town. Uh, so that was fun. But aside from that, yeah, no, that's awesome. yeah,
0: um, yeah, that's that's a much uh, a much different um, perspective than I think that the the other three guests have had so far. So I'm really excited to uh, to hear that. And that's again just anything that I can. I can learn from you. I'm, I'm super excited. But that's awesome. Uh, that's really cool, man. Uh, anything? Uh, so shows that you're promoting, you said the 8th. What else you got to like? tell the people to go do to support Clementine?
1: Um, To support Clementine? Yeah. Uh, well, you don't have to do anything if you enjoy this. <laughs> This podcast what's the name of this podcast uh, it's called like that? on that note on that note yeah and so like youtube.com slash on that note
0: uh yeah you can find it by just looking up on that note on youtube yeah. on youtube yeah.
1: okay cool is that the best way is there an instagram
0: uh there is not an instagram yet although my personal instagram is always linked in the description for the vids as well
1: okay cool so if you enjoyed this definitely go subscribe to the youtube channel on that note um to find clementine just find us on instagram clementine band um and if you want like the hoodie or the um beanie come to one of our shows or go to clementinestuff.com um we have our first west coast tour happening in august which we'll post the dates on instagram soon uh and we have a show july 8th at the rebel lounge 2018 uh i think that's it awesome